Thank you for listening to this content by Alex Merced. If you would like to support the efforts of Alex Merced, head over to donate.alexmerced.com. Here you'll find options for monthly donations, one-time donations, and several offers that you can take advantage of. Your support helps Alex Merced to be able to dedicate the time, effort, and resources to create quality content like this, and even more, and to continue to expand his efforts. Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com and I wanted to talk about, right now the big news is that Bernie Sanders is coming out with a plan to forgive all student debt and it makes no sense because, okay, so let's see here. If you were to forgive all student debt, there's a couple different ways it could be done. And at the end of this, I kind of talk about how, well, what would I do if I were president? Now, one, you could just say, Dick, dictate and say, you know what, if you owe student debt, you can no longer collect it, which means you're going to cause a lot of financial institutions, a lot of losses, a lot of investors, a lot of losses. And well, you might feel, oh, well, those are, uh, you know, rich fat cats, they can feel the pain. The thing is that then they're going to feel burnt about ever lending to students again. Student loans will not be something they're going to want to get involved in. So you're going to dry up credit for students in general. A portion, a big chunk of that debt is going to be with the government as a holder. So that's a, that's a huge loss of government assets. Uh, just basically making the government more financially at odds. The other way it could be done is the government forgives the debt that, that's owed to them and then pays off everybody else. Now, you do that, um, then what happens is you still have a similar situation where basically... But it's not necessarily going to be as painful, but it's going to cost money. Basically, the government's either going to have to give a tax credit against all the debt that is being forgiven. Or they're going to actually have to lay out cash and pay off these debtors. In either situation, it means a, a huge drop in government revenue um, in different ways. Uh, either a drop in government revenue or increase in expenditure. But, you know, one, one penny this way, one penny the other way. Um... So bottom line, it's financially really untenable for the government just to be like, nope, no more student debt. There is a solution, but I'll get to it later on. Well, first, let's discuss the real problem here. The problem isn't like, oh, tuition is really expensive and people have to take on a huge lot of debt. That is a symptom of the underlying problem. That's the the unintended consequence of the underlying problem where, you're, where we direct credit. So government policy has made it where it's easy to get loans in certain areas. And this has had a lot of negative consequences in the sense that now, a lot, nowadays a lot of banks won't make loans without government guarantees for a lot of things. Um, basically making banks kind of lazy and expectant of government guarantees, which is... But also just destroy the whole governance in the student in the student loan paradigm. So let's imagine that government got out of the student loan business. So that means no government guarantees on loans, no subsidizing of loans, none of it. So that means if I want to go to tuition, I mean, if I want to pay for tuition and I don't have the money now, I have to go to a bank, apply for a loan. The bank is taking the risk. So they're going to have to underwrite or assess the risk of the loan. Now, if you're a bank and you know you have to take the risk, you're gonna be much more careful about the loan that you're making. Which means you're gonna do a couple different things. You're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna take a look at what major you're studying because that's gonna determine your future income. And that's gonna illustrate a level of what my risk is. I'm gonna take a look at your high school transcript because I care about you completing the program. What's your history of completing the program? 
Um, I'm also going to take a look at what the cost of tuition is. So if your future income is X, even if I think you're going to complete the program and get X income, is it going to be able to support the level of tuition that they're charging you? So there's all this different level of risk assessment that doesn't necessarily happen quite as thoroughly as it would if the bank were suffering the entire risk. This is always the, the problem with a lot of these government guarantee programs. The original thought process behind a lot of these government guarantees was like, okay, we'll have the banks make the loans because they do assess risk. The, so, And they're going to be able to do it better than the government can because the government doesn't specialize in that. The problem is, once you pay the banks to, do the un, to basically do the underwriting but take none of the risk, the underwriting begins to fall by the wayside, meaning the assessment of risk. So, yeah. So then what happens is that now a kid can get a loan for any level of tuition for any program, regardless of what their, you know, his student record is, as long as they got into the school. So this creates an easy, basically creates the ability for colleges to charge more tuition all around. Like right now, the way you pay tuition is you pay the same tuition regardless of what you're studying. That's regressive in the sense that if I'm paying the if I'm a psychology major and I'm paying the same tuition as a as a pre med student, that pre med student when they become a doctor is probably going to be making more money than I will be. Yeah, I'm paying the same tuition, so in a sense I'm subsidizing uh, their higher income. It's a, it's a transfer from the bottom to the top. When you do it that way, and the only reason it, it's possible is because of the way the government subsidizes tuition. Because if that wasn't the case. If the bank would turn down the loan because, hey, you're asking me to pay too much for something that's going to make too little, then what's going to happen is that students are going to have to find other ways to pay, which is may or may not be likely depending on the program. And two, tuitions are going to have to rethink how they charge and have to rethink their business model. So instead of charging you the same tuition to be a doctor versus a, let's say, a cultural studies professor, you might end up paying a lot lower tuition to be the cultural studies professor because otherwise you're not going to get the loan for it or you're just, and if you can't get the loan for it to begin with, you're not going to afford it. So basically, there'll be affordable programs for lower income jobs, but hey, at least you don't have this huge debt at the end. Um, so even though it has a lower income, it's, you still might be able to live an okay life because right now, you just have a huge debt at the end of tuition. So even if you got a good job, you're still sort of in a bad place. You're still having huge financial anxiety. And that's if you find a job. And then on top of it, you get out of college and you're making this huge payment on your student debt every month. And then you add on top of it, the, a third of your paycheck, sometimes more, going to healthcare. And then another third of your, a third of your paycheck going, or half your paycheck going to housing because of the huge cost of housing. It's like, where did my money go? Okay, so it was like, no wonder all these kids are thinking socialism makes sense because they don't understand why it happened. Because the same thing that I'm talking about in student loans is the same thing that kind of happened in housing and is the same thing that's kind of happening in healthcare. It's just government involvement has destroyed all the incentives for really managing costs and uh, resulted in, in, in really rapidly increasing prices. Okay? So, again, you you would have a different mechanism. So basically, as that kid looking to apply for a loan, I could either more likely get the loan if I go to a pro, if I apply for a program where I'm likely to make more money in the future, or schools will more likely be able to get me in there if they charge less for programs that make less money. But the idea is that basically there's gonna have to be an alignment between the costs of the education regarding with, with its future value of income. Okay, right now you're paying way more than the present value of your future income. 
for a lot of these degrees, and that's the problem. Because then what happens if you graduate too much debt, you don't even get a you don't get a do over. You you you're already in so much debt that you can't go back and study something else. At least in this in in a free market world, you'd have tuition wouldn't be so high for certain programs that even if you did go to college for something that maybe wasn't the highest income thing, and you regretted it, you'd probably be able to at least afford to take on a little bit more debt to go for a second round. Um, luckily, there are think ways that people are dealing with it now. You have programs like Praxis, which are allowing people to kind of bypass the whole college process um, by doing sort of an apprenticeship program. Apprenticeship programs are growing. A lot of specialized education programs are growing uh, because it's, you know, tu- this tuition norm that we have now. And honestly, when you're paying for tuition nowadays at a, your typical four-year college, you're paying for a lot of things that... You're paying for a lot of things outside of your education, and that's because schools know they can charge you. So you're subsidizing all the research, you're subsidizing uh, the sports, you're subsidizing um, the facilities, you're support, you're subsidizing the administrative costs. These are all costs that have very little, if anything, to do with the actual costs of you getting the education you need to work the job that you want. Other people will be like, oh, well, so many great things come out of universities. They develop this technology, that technology. But yeah, but you're doing it by basically putting a lot of debt on the backs of students who are already struggling as it is. Why should it be, you know, that the, the fun, basically trying to turn schools into a funding mechanism for, for whatever people feel like in society by basically creating a situation where kids can just go super in debt to pay for school is not a smart way of doing things. But what could you do to turn things back? You don't just forgive the debt. You got to get the government out of lending so that way there can be sanity in tuition pricing. Okay, sanity in tuition, sanity in school loan underwriting. But what do you do with all the people who are already who've already suffered the consequence of these huge student loans. The same thing you should do with the people who had to overpay for their houses. If you get government out of the housing market, is you do give them a, a credit against their future payments. So they still gotta pay down that loan. They still gotta make the money to make the payment. So they still gotta suffer the consequences of those choices that they made, but they do get it back as a tax credit. Okay, but the thing is you really still want them to make that payment, that layout of the cash up front because you don't want to create moral hazard. Okay? Um, in turn, you also give an incentive for um, the bank to write down the loan. Okay? In the sense that they, f- they for every dollar that they forgive, maybe they, they get a dollar in credit as well. Okay? And they can forgive so much. So that way, it comes out two ends. Okay? But this is only for loans as of the date that this the, the pol- going backwards, not something that's going to go forwards. People accumulating new debts going forward still have to accumulate new debts. Actually, let me retool that. No, people still got to pay their mortgages. People still got to pay their student loans. Um, for the mortgages, basically what you want the do- them to do is you want a tax credit against the loss in the value of the house when they sell it. Because essentially the loss and sale of the house, once you have a free market housing market that's essentially the the cost of what government that's the that's the damages that government caused in a sense that's the inflation of the housing price of the that the, the government caused so your loss is is essentially the, it's the government paying you back the damage they did with student loans similar similar idea but there you there is no loss so in that case you do want to have sort of a tax credit or a tax deduction against the payments so that way there's some amelioration of not and not just the interest i mean the full principal and interest payments but only for loans 
from a certain date and before. And it's assuming that you have a free market going forward. That's the really the only way to make it work. It'll never happen. The politics just isn't there. Um, because the people who would, you have different people who would be for different parts of that policy. So the people who would be for making a free market are probably going to be less sympathetic to trying to create be willing for government to pay the damages through that tax credit or tax deduction, and the people who would be for the for that tax credit or tax deduction are going to be less likely to want to get the government out of the education market. But that's essentially the two steps you need to make this work. Um, so I want to leave it at that. My name is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. And uh, yeah, basically, bottom line is if you want to support what I do, head over to patreon.com slash alexmerced. That's patreon.com slash alexmerced. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month. It gets you into the exclusive Facebook group, gets you access to exclusive content, along with other things. And it really helps me do what I need to do so that way I can set aside the time to make sure that I keep you guys up to date on what's going on in the world, help you understand what's going on, and all that good stuff. So if you guys appreciate what I'm doing, please consider being going over there to patreon.com, becoming a subscriber, $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever you can do, it's appreciated. Or what you can do is you can head over to libertarianbuyer.com and subscribe to things like NordVPN or build your own website using a Bluehost. And if you do use your own, uh, build your own website by clicking on my Bluehost link over there at libertarianbuyer.com, I will actually create a link for you on that page, right where that uh, liber- uh, on libertarianbuyer.com, linking back to your website, which will help your search engine optimization, also help people find your website. So my name is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. I'll see you guys soon.